0: 800 a.m. and 94.9 FM KINY Juno. From the Alaska Airline Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis and these are the stories we're following this hour. State troopers attempted to stop a 2001 red Dodge Durango for speeding yesterday. Wildlife troopers and the U.S. Forest Service produced 53 charges and citations in relation to the southern southeast Sitka blacktail deer rut last month. And a group of U.S. Senators introduced the Readiness Act, legislation that supports military and foreign service spouses. But first, at approximately 11.20 a.m. yesterday, juno based Alaska State Troopers attempted to stop a 2001 red Dodge Durango for speeding. The vehicle failed to yield when emergency lights and sirens were activated. The driver operated the vehicle in a reckless manner, almost causing multiple accidents. The pursuit was suspended for the safety of the public, and anyone with information or knowledge about the vehicle's whereabouts Regarding the incident, should call the Alaska State Troopers at 907 465 The Alaska Wildlife Troopers, along with assistance from the United States Forest Service law enforcement, increased their enforcement presence during the southern-southeast Sitka blacktail Deer Rut in early November this year. This operation included the use of increased manpower, 12 patrol vehicles, 4 patrol vessels, 5 artificial wildlife, and a lot of rain gear. The program targeted two main areas of concern that the public has brought complaints about over the last couple of years. Spotlighting and shooting from the roadway. State of Alaska expects all hunters to realize the importance of hunter conduct and the need for safe firearm use and fair chase practice. The results from the operation efforts produced 53 charges and citations issued by Alaska wildlife troopers. Five rifles and multiple spotlights were seized. A list of the charges and citations can be found on our website, KINYradio.com. U.S. Senators Lisa Murkowski, Tammy Duckworth, Jerry Morin, and Jackie Rosen introduced the Readiness Act, legislation that supports military and foreign service spouses and their families by creating more job flexibility when a service member is deployed or transferred. The bill, which was developed by current and former federally employed military spouses, aims to encourage the retainment of military spouses across the federal government and lower high employee turnover. Representatives Don Bacon and Jasmine Crockett have introduced the House version of the bill in November. Current military spouse employment has held over 20% for over 30 years and is six times the national unemployment rate. More than one-third of military families cite spouse employment challenges as a reason for leaving active duty. Senator Murkowski said in a statement, Military spouses are critical support systems in their families, and I'm proud to lead the Bipartisan Readiness Act to provide job and career support for them when their spouses face deployment or transfer. This legislation creates flexibilities that already exist in the federal government and can help to retain quality workers while also ensuring that the spouses of service members can support their families. Our military spouses do so much more for our country, and we should do what we can to make their service better. And the State of Alaska Department of Commerce, Community, and Economic Development Office of International Trade has launched the International Trade Assistance Grant Program. This program is the result of DCCED receiving a $100,000 award from the Small Business Administration's State Trade Expansion Program Grant, or STEP grant. The Small Business Job Act of 2010 created STEP to assist small businesses with entering and expanding into international markets through awards to U.S. states and territories. This is the first STEP grant in the State of Alaska has received in six years. DCCED's Office of International Trade developed the ITAG program to increase the number of Alaska's small businesses that are engaged in exporting by alleviating some of the costs associated with entering a foreign market for the first time or expanding into a new one. This reimbursement-style grant program will provide financial assistance awards to applicants or for pre-approved export-related activities. DCCED Commissioner Julie Sand said, Looking ahead, I think it is a really exciting time in Alaska's history. With the expansion of Internet services to all Alaskans and the anticipation of many important infrastructure projects that will help improve access, this is the perfect time to launch this program. By offering Alaskan businesses new opportunities and market diversification on an international scale, we can help to grow our economy and build stronger communities. DCCED will partner with entities across the state, including the U.S. Commercial Service, Alaska, Alaska Manufacturing Extension Partnership, and the Alaska International Business Center to conduct outreach and provide information on how to apply for and use the ITAG reimbursement program. Coming up, Sitka police received a call of a male non-responsive in the water at Crescent Harbor. That story, when News of the North continues. Sitka police received a call of a male non-responsive in the water at Crescent Harbor. Officers arrived providing life-saving support and were unsuccessful. The male was pronounced dead on the scene by medical personnel. Alcohol may be a factor, and that case is still ongoing. The negotiated version of U.S. Senators Lisa Murkowski and John Hinkenlooper's Bipartisan Peer-to-Peer Mental Health Support Act passed out the Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee as a provision within the Substance Use Disorder Prevention that promotes opioid recovery and treatment for Patients and Communities Act. More and more studies have highlighted the impact that peer-to-peer programs have in addressing mental health in youth. In Alaska, schools and health organizations have been proactive in creating partnerships to get mental health supports in schools, and this bill provides the necessary investments for school districts to incorporate peer-to-peer mental health support programs for middle and high school students. The Support Act, originally passed in 2018 to help combat the opioid crisis, funds prevention, treatment, and recovery services for Americans with substance use disorders and mental illness. These critical programs need to be reauthorized by Congress this year. Senator Murkowski said in a statement, It's important we look to every option possible as we work to address the youth mental health crisis that impacts young people in Alaska and nationwide, including meeting kids where they are. Incorporating peer-to-peer mental health support programs in schools helps reduce access challenges for students and works to address the mental health crisis facing our youth. I am proud to join Senator Hinkenlooper on this effort. Ranked Choice Voting, which asks voters to rank multiple candidates in order of preference, has seen its profile steadily expand since 2016 when Maine became the first state to adopt it. But increasingly, RCV is being paired with a new system for primaries known as Final Five, or in some cases Final Four, that advances multiple candidates, regardless of party, to the general election. Together, proponents argue these twin reforms deliver fairer outcomes that better reflect the will of voters while disempowering the extremes and encouraging candidates and elected officials to prioritize conciliation and compromise. Ultimately, they say the new system can help create a government focused not on partisan point scoring, but on delivering tangible results that improve voters' lives. Alaska, the only state using RCV plus Final Four or Final Five, appears to be seeing some benefits to its political culture already. After years of partisan rancor, both legislative chambers are now controlled by bipartisan majorities eager to find common ground and respond to the needs of voters, according to lawmakers in the state who've embraced the new system. A slew of other states could soon follow in Alaska's footsteps. Last year, Nevada voters approved a constitutional amendment that would create an RCV plus Final Five system. For the measure to take effect, voters must approve it again next year. While Democrats in Nevada and some other blue states have come out against the reform, the most vocal opponents have been red state Republicans and national conservative groups. They argue it would confuse voters and further reduce confidence in election results. Some even see a progressive plot. In October Analysis by the Conservative Foundation for Government Accountability called RCV a "quote scheme of the left to disenfranchise voters and elect more Democrats." In Alaska, conservatives have launched a campaign to advance a ballot measure repealing their state's reform. Palin, who blamed the system for her loss to Peltola last year, calling it "whack," is playing a prominent role in the effort. And the Alaska Council of School Administrators released a statement alongside the Association of Alaska School Boards in response to the governor's revealed budget last Thursday, viewing it as, quote, discouraging to realize that the governor recognizes the impact of inflation on the entire state and does not acknowledge the same effects on the operation of Alaska's public education system. The decision not to allocate additional funds comes at a time when schools are grappling with unprecedented challenges, including the ongoing efforts of the global pandemic, national educator shortage, the impact of high inflation and the urgent need for resources to support alaska students and educators alike like the governor the alaska association of school boards and the alaska council of school administrators have said they are proud of the achievements of alaska's public charter schools both groups went on to say however the success in support of innovative public charter schools depends upon a healthy and appropriately funded school district supporting all public school options In a statement, they also said the ramifications of this budget proposal extend far beyond the classroom, affecting the long-term prospects of our state. A continuous and intentional investment in an excellent education for every student every day is an investment in Alaska's future workforce, economic stability, and the societal well-being of our state and its people. Families and businesses look for this when considering moving to a state. Without sustained adequate funding, we risk compromising the very foundation upon which our communities thrive. Both organizations have Gone on to call on the legislature to reevaluate the governor's budget. Now you're up to date with news of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. For continuous updates, visit our website, kinyradio.com.